Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world's bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Story of My Life. Helen Keller, the author of this book, was born in 1880 in a small town in the southern United States called Tuscumbia. She was able to enjoy all her senses for only 19 months, before losing her hearing and sight. At first, Helen Keller, due to being blind and deaf, was raised like an untamed beast. Under the education and companionship of Anne Sullivan, however, she gradually learned to read and write, and even learned how to speak. At the age of 20, she was admitted to the prestigious Radcliffe College at Harvard University with honors and received a Bachelor of Arts degree. Despite the difficulties she encountered along her path to success, she was still full of optimism, curiosity, and patience, and was excited about gathering new knowledge and ideas. She became a renowned author and social activist who spoke five languages, was a lifelong advocate for people with disabilities, established many charitable organizations, and received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian award possible for United States citizens. Despite her disability, Helen Keller's contribution to humanity was unparalleled. Time magazine named her as one of the top 10 American heroes and icons of the 20th century. The story of my life is Helen Keller's autobiography, in which she describes in detail the unforgettably touching experiences that never left her memory. It faithfully records her rich and legendary life, depicting her plunge into a dark world, her painful struggle, her spiritual strength, and eventually, her celebration of life. Up next, we will recount the events of her life in the following three sections. Part 1, Early Life. Part 2, Reshaping Life. Part 3, Obstacles and Achievements. Arthur Keller served as a captain in the Confederate Army during the Civil War and was a highly distinguished officer. After the war, Arthur Keller married Kate Adams. After marriage they lived in a small town in the southern U.S. state of Alabama, called Tuscumbia. At the time, it was customary for people in the southern U.S. to build a spare house next to the one they lived in, so Arthur built a spare house next to the main residence. From a distance, the house looked like a gazebo made of branches and green leaves, surrounded by yellow roses and honeysuckles, like a castle in a forest. On June 27, 1880, their child was born in this beautiful castle. It was the couple's first child, and they were so nervous and excited that they argued endlessly over what to name her. The father wanted to use the name of his respected ancestor Mildred Campbell, while the mother wanted to use the name of her grandmother Helen Everett. After much discussion, they decided to follow the mother's suggestion. Arthur took the newborn child to the church for baptism, but in all the excitement he forgot the name on the way. When the minister asked him, he just remembered that they had decided to call the child after her grandmother, and he gave her name as Helen Adams. And so began Helen Adams Keller's life. Keller's confident and headstrong personality was evident as a baby. She seemed to be curious about everything around her and always imitated the behavior of the adults. At less than a year old, she was able to follow the adults' guidance and learn to say a few words, which made Adams, a first-time mother, feel delighted. She would always boast about little Keller's intelligence to others. She saw great potential in the baby for a bright future. 
One day in February 1881, however, one-year-old Keller suddenly came down with a persistent high fever, and the doctor diagnosed her with acute congestion of the stomach and brain. While the doctor tried his best to save her, Keller's critical illness would not subside. This threw the whole family into a state of grief. While everyone was helpless in the face of Keller's sickness, a miracle occurred. Early one morning, Keller's fever went down, just as suddenly as it had appeared in the first place. Her magical recovery made everyone think that the fever might have been a false alarm. No one could have predicted that the fever had damaged Keller's vision and hearing. Keller, who was young and innocent at the time, had no idea that her vision and hearing were constantly declining or that she was different from other people, until one day when she opened her eyes to find that she could neither see nor hear any more. By the time, Keller had only been exposed to the world of sight for nineteen months. Afterwards, Keller became impatient and pushy, often losing her temper over trivial things. She started to realize that she was different from others. She desperately wanted to communicate with people, she would frantically swing her limbs and wiggle her lips, but nobody could figure out what she was actually trying to say. Whenever this happened, she would kick and scream in anger until she had no more strength, and the family's nanny would often be injured by her kicking. Due to these events, her family came to view her as a little monster. With Keller's visual and hearing impairment, she was unable to perceive the love of others, as she could not understand interpersonal emotions expressed through language and facial expressions. In such a chaotic and ignorant world, Keller became more and more spiteful and liked to play pranks. For a long time, Keller played with the cook's daughter. They would play in the grain yard, stable, and cattle pen, causing mischief and pulling pranks everywhere they went. Her parents were angry, but moreover felt guilty and helpless in the face of their daughter's behavior. They could not bear to reprimand this child who could neither see nor hear, so they indulged her and let her do whatever she wanted. This kind of life without any discipline and restraint further encouraged Keller's unruly character. One day, while her mother was in the food pantry, she secretly locked the pantry door and hid the key, locking her mother inside for hours. While her mother, trapped inside, knocked frantically on the door, Keller sat on the hallway steps as if nothing had happened, feeling the vibrations from the knocking while grinning non-stop. Evidently, she enjoyed this kind of mischief, and loved driving people crazy. It was after this prank that the parents finally realized the seriousness of the situation, if Keller was not guided and disciplined, the consequences would be unimaginable. But the problem was that there were no schools for the deaf near their town of Tuscumbia, so how could Keller receive an education? Her mother asked around about education for deaf children, unwilling to give up hope. Finally, she saw a ray of hope in Charles Dickens' American Notes. In American Notes, Dickens mentions a Dr. Howe, who invented a method of educating the deaf and blind. Keller's mother sought information about the doctor but learned that Dr. Howe had died many years prior, and the family was once again plunged into despair. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.